0: It's Wired, the Pistons Podcast, presented by G. Here's your host, Matt Derry. All right, everybody, welcome into Wired. It is another edition of the Pistons Podcast, the official podcast of your Detroit Pistons. Pistons are in Charlotte and will face the Hornets on Friday night in a pretty big game for the early season because the Pistons have lost three in a row. Hornets come in at four and seven. A lot of teams in the East jumbled up in that four-and-six, four-and-seven, four-and-eight category. And the Pistons, losers of three straight, like I said, need a win because then they'd have a good taste in their mouth for the next four days. No games Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday before they head to Chicago next week to face the Bulls on Wednesday night. It's a bizarre schedule because the NBA schedule maker, I'm not going to say screwed the Pistons over, but it's it's been crazy. The amount of back-to-backs they've had playing Monday against Minnesota, then the snowstorm, having to go to Miami, get to Miami at 6 a.m., in the morning on Tuesday and have to play Tuesday night without Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin. Plus, the team's not playing very well. Let's let's call it like it is here as we talk on the Wired Pistons podcast. Matt Derry with you, brought to you by Jeep. Rod Beard, the fine Detroit News beat writer for the Pistons, making his way to Charlotte, will join me on the show coming up in a little bit. I, I want to get into something quickly before we talk to Rod about this basketball team. And again, the Pistons, if you missed it Monday night, tough loss at home against the Timberwolves, 120-114, to because at times, Monday night, the offense was clicking and was doing so, with Andre Drummond on the bench in foul trouble. Some of the second unit guys, Thon Maker, Christian Wood, were making shots, and and that second group had a lot of success. They just couldn't get stops. And then on Tuesday, playing without Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin on the back-to-back, Miami put up 117 points on the Pistons, in a nine-point loss to Miami. Now you look at it, and you see t- for, for Friday night, Derrick Rose, Blake, off the injury report, and seemingly ready to go for this game against the Hornets, a 7 o'clock start down there in Charlotte. you got to figure it, it, it's time for this team now to start putting that defensive hat on a little bit better, communicate and talk a little bit better. But one thing's for sure. If there's something that you want Ed Stefanski in your Christmas stocking as a Pistons fan to go out and get, it's to find a couple of more athletes on the wing. Now, we know Kyrie Thomas is going to be out six weeks after surgery, but this team is in desperate need of some athletic wings that can guard the athletes of the other teams. And if you watch the games on Monday and Tuesday, you saw Andrew Wiggins drop 33 on the Pistons, and do really whatever he wanted on the basketball court at Little Caesars Arena. Tuesday night, same type of thing. Even without Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn was able to explode and score in spurts for Miami. And what a story the former Oakland University Golden Grizzly has been for the Heat. That's a great find by Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra and that group down on South Beach. But the Pistons are having an issue right now with guarding athletes. And they've got a lot of stationary guys. Tony Snell's more of a a stationary player, not really that athletic. Uh, We know Luke Kennard has had a really, really good year. And boy, is he coming on and knocking down threes and scoring at will. But he's not a great on-ball defender on the wing. And so when Andre Drummond's out of the game and you're taking that shot blocker out and the guy that can clog the middle and help his, his teammates out, it really, really does hurt. So... You know, that's one thing to keep an eye on is the Pistons now You know play these next couple of games with Charlotte and with Chicago on Wednesday. And then when they get back home finally uh, next Friday to face Atlanta, who we saw opening night, have the same type of thing. John Collins, Trey Young, guys were able to get around uh, the Pistons' defenders. But Detroit has just got to do a better job of keeping, you know, keeping the offensive player that has the basketball, it's pretty simple stuff, in front of them. All right, here we go. Let's bring in Rod Beard from the Detroit News, covers the Pistons and is on the road with the team now as they are headed to Charlotte and are in Charlotte. Rod is uh, all over the map, Miami, Atlanta, Charlotte. Crazy travel day for you on a Thursday, huh, Rod?
1: Yeah, they they spent that extra day in Miami to uh, practice after the off day yesterday on the back-to-back. So when you you get that extra day in Miami, you take the extra day in Miami.
0: (laughs) That's not bad for you, right?
1: No, no, not at all. I can take uh, even though it was a little rainy today. It's nothing to cry about with Michigan folks that are dealing with uh, snow and everything else. So I will certainly take the whatever the weather is going to be in Miami.
0: There's no excuses when you start four and eight, and obviously the Pistons have had a lot of injuries, and we'll get into that in a second. But the schedule to me made very little sense when I looked at it, even last week. You play a Sunday, Monday, or yeah, a Monday, Tuesday back to back. Whereas you get into Miami at, at, at 6 in the morning, and and obviously Holden, Blake Griffin, and Derek Rose out, that's a scheduling loss, and then you get, you're right, you stay on the road for three days before you play Charlotte. Uh, kind of a a, a a wacky scheduling quirk early in the season, huh? Yeah, their schedule's just
1: been bad completely. They That Saturday game, Friday, Saturday uh, this past week, was the first time that they had two straight days without a game this season. And they've already played 12 games. They were the first team in the league to play 12 games. Uh, and I think Portland may be the only other team that's played 12. But uh, it's been a crunch of a, a season so far for them without a lot of breaks. But after tomorrow's game in Charlotte – they um, don't play again for another week. They've got one game in the next week or so. So they'll get a chance to catch up and recuperate. But it'll be 13 games that they've had in a very condensed period.
0: You know, they open up their home schedule off of back-to-back. They played that back-to-back and, and due to the snow, got in very late uh, into Miami. But like we talked about, Rod, you, you can't make excuses. But right now, injuries and schedule kind of thrown together is kind of where this team is at 4-8, and eight, right?
1: Yeah, it, The injuries and everything else, and you can see it going around the league that a lot of um, superstars and a lot of uh, next-tier, second-tier guys are are getting injured. Karis Levert today with the Nets. Um, We've seen some of the other Steph Curry. A lot of teams are losing some of their star players, and the Pistons probably have that out of the way now with uh, Griffin and Rose not even on the injury report at all for uh, tomorrow's game. So hopefully they'll be back for um, an extended period without any more injuries coming to them.
0: When you look at it, we're talking to Rod Beard from the Detroit News here on Wired. When you, when you look at, at what you've seen so far, Rod, let's start with the positives. And certainly Luke Kennard has been a guy that everybody's been talking about, fourth in the league and made threes. And he's had to carry the offense at times when Derrick Rose has been out, Blake Griffin's been out, and, and Andre Drummond's been on the bench in foul trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's that been the progression that Blue Kennard wanted to take, and everybody wanted to see him take, was to be a big contributor this year in the scoring column, and he's almost doubled his uh, scoring average from his career, 9.5 in the first couple of years, and now he's up at 18.9. Uh, but the everything else is working, and I think that's the key for the Pistons. They're leading the league in three-point percentage at about 40%. They're fifth in the league in field goal percentage. So that suggests that even without Griffin and uh, a limited Derrick Rose, Things are working, the plays are there, the shots are falling like they weren't last year and in previous years. So it it tells you that the the Casey system can work, but defensively they've been absolutely horrid, and on offense they've been turning the ball over uh, in one of the the highest teams in the league in terms of turnovers. So those things they can fix, but now the next step is integrating uh, Blake Griffin back into it and making sure that they don't lose that three-point percentage and that field goal percentage. Uh, And and that shouldn't be the case. Griffin is going to be efficient. He's going to find guys, and he's going to open up other opportunities for Canard, for Derrick Rose, and some of those other guys. So the transition, transition now is just making sure that they can get those guys into some healthy minutes, um, ramp them up, maybe game by game, maybe a week or two, you'll get up to the regular minutes that you would see for Rose and Griffin.
0: You mentioned Blake. Can you put a percentage on, on where he is right now?
1: I would say, from a physical perspective, he's probably 70, 80, maybe higher than that. I think he's been ready to go, and he's been practicing for about a week and a half now. It's just the medical staff and the team are being very conservative, and and rightly so. They they learned a lot from last year in the playoffs and not having him at what that does to your season, going down the stretch, where if he had been in those last five games, maybe they get up to a a six-seed or seven-seed, and they don't have to see Milwaukee in that first round. But they made no bones about it that this year they were going to make sure he was going to be ready for it. potential playoff berth and, and sitting right there, not sitting on the bench and not having to worry about his condition to that point. And the same is going to be with Derek Rose. They're going to be ultra conservative with those guys, especially on back-to-backs uh, and watching their minutes and making sure that they're not getting worn out once we get into March and April and getting towards the playoffs.
0: You probably couldn't find a big man that was more dominant over the first two, three weeks of the season, Rod, than Andre Drummond. Recently, a little bit of a a tail-off, especially with the foul trouble like we talked about, which proved costly certainly the last couple of games with Minnesota and Miami. Uh, He's got to be on the floor. It's it's pretty plain and simple, but I think some guys have played pretty well with him off the floor lately, and that's got to be a tough call for Dwayne Casey sometimes when that second group with Maker and even Christian Wood starting to feel it a little bit.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the key is, we, is every minute that Drummond is off the floor is, is an extra minute that you've got with Christian Wood or, or Don Maker. And both of those guys have been struggling uh, defensively and, and trying to find a good fit and some consistent minutes where they're playing well on the floor. So Drummond knows he's got to be, and, and some of them are just silly fouls out at the top of the key and he's trying to get a steal. It's not about the steal. It's just about playing solid defense and having him on the floor is going to be enough. Um, Blake Griffin can play some backup center minutes too if, in a crunch. If you need him to do that, but Drummond absolutely needs to be there. But at the start of the season, it was the 2020 games. He looked really good in terms of um, offensively facing up and getting to the rim and finishing very well. But now you see some of the stuff that Drummond's critics will look at and say is, is um, mentally and, and focus-wise, you have to understand the time and the situation in a game. And if you have two fouls, you can't go out and try to make a big play defensively. It's just not worth it.
0: Rod Baird with me from the Detroit News. Um, and I think the other thing, too, is Rod, it, it, and tell me if I'm wrong on this. It looks like teams are going smaller on Detroit. And like you said, bringing Andre outside, uh, you know, and I know Cap the other night, I, I guess you could call him a five. But, but teams are going smaller on the Pistons and make them, making them guard on the perimeter. And right now, and I said this before you came on tonight, um, you know, from an athleticism standpoint, that's probably the biggest Achilles heel of this basketball team. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, I think those athletic wings are a problem. I mean, Tony Snell can do a little bit of that, but Luke Kennard, his defensive improvement has been a, that he's able to guard on the wing a little bit better. But you don't have a Stanley Johnson or a Reggie Bullock or guys that are six seven or six eight and can guard those perimeter wings. And uh, on the, the penetration and getting to the paint, that's where those defensive breakdowns have happened. And, and Dwayne Casey has talked about the communication with those guys. And, and I asked him the other day, I said, hey, is it just – miscommunicating or not making the right calls or guys just did enough, he said no, it's just not talking at all, not saying anything he'd rather make a, a miscommunication than not say anything at all and that's been more of what the issue is is um, the talk has got to be there And we heard it a little bit with Blake Griffin the other night but now it's got to be, those guys have to be on the same page defensively about what the assignments are, who's going to do what and when that happens you'll see some more of the wins start to happen, but they're just not going to outscore very many teams if they don't have the defensive side of that down
0: and I think, too, uh, we just haven't seen Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin together with Andre Drummond and the entire, uh, you know, arsenal. And, and that's, like you say, a possibility for Friday night in Charlotte. And that's that would be a welcome addition.
1: Yeah, and, and he did that in that game against Minnesota playing Griffin and Rose together in the starting lineup, and I didn't really like that. I think Derrick Rose needs a spread floor where it, the first couple of games where he played and he had the second group to himself with Kennard, I think that was the best that the, that second unit has looked with Rose and Connard there. When you put Rose in that starting lineup, it's just another guy who can run, pick and roll, and do other things, but the same thing happens with Kennard when Kennard plays with Blake. For whatever reason, he just doesn't shine the same way i think the pistons best look is going to be keeping Connard and rose on the bench coming off the bench and they'll have one of the better second units with morris if they can do that morris and langston galloway who's also having a good start to the season you have that kind of second unit then you can start doing some things but again until reggie jackson comes back they're going to be trying to piece this thing together like a puzzle and figure it out
0: where are you with bruce brown on the offensive end right now
1: He's still having a tough time finishing, and his shot selection is a little bit better. And I think the other day he had a career-high 11 assists, so he's facilitating, but just defenses are not going to respect that shot. They're going to go under on the pick-and-rolls and and make him shoot a mid-range jumper or a three-pointer and just dare him to do it until he proves that he can, and that's going to be his next growth point is making sure that um, he he makes defenses be honest and and play over, and uh, then he can create some other opportunities.
0: I, I got to ask you before we get into the Charlotte game for Friday. Uh, Seku in the in the G League getting getting ejected. Uh, tell the fan, tell the fans exactly what happened the other night.
1: Well, I, I couldn't see whether there was something that that happened before it, but the clip that we saw, he kind of cross checked the guy from the can charge as he was going for a rebound, and, and from all indications, it looked like there was some other precipitating incident before that because it, that's not really been in Seiko's nature to be kind of spicy like that, but he came, and, and when a, one of the other Canton guys came and pushed him off, he was ready for it. He was in for the smoke and the heat and for everything else <laughs> that was coming. So I, I think that's uh, more of what that is, but that's what they want from him. They want a guy who, who's going to be um, – Europeans are, are traditionally kind of um, – afraid to go in and get contact and mix it up a little bit if you look at that clip he was not afraid at all he was ready to go uh so again there might have been something that came before that that kind of made him mad but it was good to see that he stood up for himself
0: and you know what the fans are going to say rod and you see it every day on social media all right we're, we're four and eight let's just play the kid they drafted him in the first round for a reason but i mean it's you know there's a big difference between 13 and tyler hero And 15 in just in terms of experience, in terms of readiness to be out there right now. And I I know that's hard for fans to swallow, right?
1: Yeah, and and, and you look at it on the surface and you say, hey, first-round pick uh, right outside the lottery. He's got to be ready to get in there and mix it up right now. They said that from the very beginning, that he was kind of raw at 18 years old, youngest guy in the draft, that he wasn't ready to get in and mix it up and play. A u.s style of basketball just yet it's going to take some time for him to adjust to that and the g league is the best place for him right now uh until he figures some of that stuff out um but again they they have that hole in the roster spot at small forward on that second unit so they could use his size and use some of that toughness if that's what he's going to bring
0: all right so they get the hornets on friday before like you said a a handful of days off before they get back at it again Charlotte around the same thing with the Pistons, four wins. A lot younger of a roster than the Pistons, but, boy, Devontae Graham, their point guard from Kansas, out of nowhere has has just exploded under the scene this year.
1: Yeah, and, and that's another point about young guys. Sometimes you don't throw them in the fire. You let them develop a little bit, and they figure it out on their own, and, and maybe that third year is that time, and, and Kennard is the same sort of way. But he's their leading scorer. It's not scary Terry Rozier that's, that's leading them um, or Cody Zeller or any of those guys. It's, it's really about um, what Graham's doing right now, and it shows you give a guy some time to, to bake in the oven and percolate a little bit, and it might pay dividends for you.
0: You know, you look at this game on Friday, I mean, I'm not saying it's a must-win or anything else, but they do need to get a W and have a good feeling with with all these days off after this, right?
1: Yeah, I would think so. And on a three-game losing streak, you look at the rest of the East, and there's nobody who's really, that middle of the pack in the East isn't running away, and they're not... Um, in in 12th or 13th spot right now. There are a bunch of teams with four wins, so they they still can catch up. But the thing about their schedule is this is supposed to be their easier part. The first 25 games are supposed to be easier. They still don't have a West Coast trip until late in December. So it's going to get much harder, but maybe that's when their roster is completely whole and Reggie Jackson is back by then, and then they can be playing some good basketball with the, the harder
0: part of their schedule coming up. By the way, John, B- John Beeline's doing a whale of a job with the Cavs right now because that's a, that's a crazy roster. It is young with Kevin Love, but he's done, a, he's done a whale of a job so far.
1: Yeah, he's a teacher. I mean, it, people were wondering whether that might translate over, and um, the thought was that they would have a really tough season. But if you get guys in a, a good system and they play hard with good, good X's and O's, and, and Beeline, we know, is a good X and O coach with a good professional coaching staff behind him, Things can happen, and, and it's still, it's not saying that they're going to be a playoff team, but they're going to work really, really hard. Beeline's certainly going to make sure of that.
0: All right, Rod, great catching up, man. Thanks so much.
1: Anytime, I appreciate it, man.
0: Rod Beard from the Detroit News uh, joining me here on Wired, the Pistons podcast, uh, brought to you by Jeep. And Rod's right; uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good things are happening despite the team sitting, you know, losing eight of their first twelve games. They've just got to kind of put it all together. Uh, I liked, actually, I disagree with Rod. I liked seeing Derrick Rose in the starting lineup the other night because until Reggie Jackson comes back, and they're going to give Reggie every opportunity to play play his way back uh, into a good rhythm and get him going because I think they like Derrick Rose off the bench. But on Monday night against Minnesota, to kind of throw that curveball at the Timberwolves and start Derrick Rose and have him play alongside Luke Kennard in the starting lineup, I had no issues with it. And this team scored 114 points. You score a buck fifteen or whatever it was, buck fourteen at home, you should win that game. Uh, but I think Dwayne Casey is still kind of mixing and matching and seeing, you know, what he has. The bottom line is this: a healthy Blake Griffin is a must for this team. He carried them through stretches of last season and carried them into the playoffs before he got hurt. He's got to be at that same level again, and he's not there yet. He's just coming back from the knee issue. As Rod said, he's about 75 80%, so it's going to take some time. But uh, we thank you for listening to another edition of Wired, the Pistons podcast. Don't forget, tune in on Friday night and uh, check out the Pistons and the Hornets at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Detroit with George Blahan, Rick Mahorn, or listen to him, of course, on the ticket Friday night with Mark Champion and Rick Mahorn. We'll talk to you again next week.